right I mean, right before one thirty six. Yeah, the internet seems better. Like we're getting a lot less loss, but there's a real lag between this. Between what? Well, uh, like your your voice comes in before your video does, for one thing. I don't know. Yeah, there was like a good second delay between your your saying "I don't know" and that little shrug face thing that you did. So, yeah. There, there's enough of a delay that I'm noticing it, so I, I imagine this edit might not line up one-to-one. -one. Even with the clap, I, I think it's going to have a, a bit of a delay. I'm trying to see if I'm seeing a delay with words. Yeah. Do you not? Hold on, I'm going to... I'm going to move my hand like this so that you can really see the difference between my talking and the way I'm moving. Yeah, it is a little weird. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's the it's the mouth flappings aren't keeping up. Although we could play we could play the game of uh, Japanese movie dubs where you just have to really over pronounce the way move your lips really weird when you're talking. Yep. True. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't. It looks like a bad dub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure this is crazy interesting for the people. I, listening. I'm sure. I'm sure they're like at the edge of their seat. Please tell us more. Uh, I mean, we can get into the introduction in a minute. I will just outline that we do record from two different provinces, and we record over Skype. And occasionally we have uh, our video Skype on, so occasionally we don't. Today we decided to because Haley is in a more robust city now so it has more reliable internet i don't think my internet is usually the problem i test my internet regularly and it speeds and it's upload speeds yeah and the thing is that we all have business uh business internet speeds we like yourself myself june uh we all pay for that business speed internet and then well the... you guys can write it off i can't no we can't write it off either yeah you can nope nope i've i've taken it to uh i've taken it to my uh in or not insurance uh my tax guy and the tax guy's like you cannot write off uh, internet and I'm like are you sure and they're like all right we'll try and then I got audited so you absolutely cannot really <clears throat> yeah I always did I wrote up but I owned my home too so I don't know if that makes a difference that might be the difference because I wrote yeah. off portion of my <clears throat> my utilities as per the footage of my office and oh yeah no I, I tried that too and I got audited over that as well so I mean it's I did a hundred yeah, I don't know. I'm ju I'm just super unlucky, I guess. <laughs> you also do you write off the portion that you pay for your medical? Do? Uh, I mean, all of my medical stuff is covered. So, like my insurance covers everything. So I I haven't reached the threshold where I need to. Oh, where so. you need to pay? Yeah, I, I've like I see a specialist four times a year, and I still haven't past you know oh no that, that's point. not what i mean, I mean oh. you, the employee portion of our health and our tax that's why they're in box 85 
85. Fucking, I don't know. This is why I take it to, like, H&R Block, and if they're fucking it up, then whatever. Well, I haven't... there's always good potential. They're not actually accountants. They aren't? What the f- Why am I even going anywhere? Why don't I'm not an accountant you... either. I use a free software made by a company in Vancouver that has always been, always completely fills out my taxes completely right. I have them in case there's any sort of audit. They they do everything for me and it's all completely by donation because they want to provide tax return services to people that can't afford it so you can donate zero you can donate 25 you can donate as much as as much or as little as you want and that's that's the model that they work on okay. so last year, do you want to give a plug to that software so that people know where to get it if they're in in Canada or do you know what it is yeah it's simple tax it's based out of Vancouver I, like last year i only donated 25 I didn't make as much money, um, but like years where I've made more money, I like donate up to eighty to a hundred for it because I would like people to afford to have reasonable. Like the, it really does walk you through and gives you a really, really well detailed explanation of your return, and it gives you like the Canada Revenue copy in case there are any issues or discrepancies. Hmm. I might. I might do that then. It's um, it, uh, it is not failed yet. His work it is it has worked fantastic. Like I did get audited and handed over all my stuff. Like, huh. and I'm like, suck it, suck it. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and introduce the show. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's get to work. Let's get to work here. Uh, hello, uh, welcome to Everything Is the Worst, the official Scudsworth.com podcast. I am your host, Josh. I'm the man behind the website at scudsworth.com. And with me today is the uh, antagonistic Haley. She's 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 slamming. Uh, she's like, I, I, I alley-oop a point and she's just like fucking denied. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 in fighting form today. What's going on? Oh, well, I mean, today was a day of rest for me. My my body was absolutely exhausted after much much walking and much much information and much much technology entering my poor little brain that you know was at at i think at hour eight was like cannot compute cannot just at compute. capacity oh it was just like i'm done i i passed a test i did a walk around i did things like it was cray cray um i've been enjoying uh vancouver i didn't really do a whole lot today on my day off uh, just because mental and emotional and just everything changed. Uh, been watching some Netflix, playing some visual story. Yeah, today mm-hmm. was basically a day of where I didn't do You just didn't do anything. You know, I showered and I did laundry. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. At least you have that. Yeah, that... There, there was that. There was Tim Hortons this morning, and then Tim Hortons right before we started this, so I knew I would stay awake because I am working. So I gotta... Oh, shit. Let's motor through this, uh, then. Okay. Should we just jump right into articles? We could do that. Okay. Uh, I'm, grab- as... I'm grabbing my article to make sure I'm... Okay. As uh, our listeners have no doubt surmised at this point, we are a podcast on the internet where we discuss articles from uh the world at large basically we find the uh strangest weirdest funniest just uh 
mind-numbingly as dumbest uh, articles we can come across, and we uh, present them to you, the listener, a la carte. Um, so you can just you can pick your favorite parts out of it, I guess. Um, let's uh, yeah, let's go ahead and start with yours. Okie dokie. So mine is a uh, is a story, and I I've kind of seen this on the internet a few times actually. In the last yeah, I've seen it floating around. It's um, basically scientists have uh, taught rats to drive little tiny cars with food motivation, basically, and they kind of incrementally kind of made it harder and harder for you know what I mean, like put things in the way and see if they would figure it out and kind of had a basic steering mechanism, I think, of three things, and they just kind of grabbed things to steer. And, I mean, not shockingly, if you've ever spent any time around rats, they actually are quite ingenious with how they figure things out. Mm-hmm. Awful side note, also, uh, you know, eat each other, given the circumstances, but um, yeah. <laughs> that's a little disturbing. Um, But so they basically, yeah, they've taught these rats how to how to drive and steer patterns and all, you know, all food motivated. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. It actually kind of gave me a flashback to the, uh, the pigeon bombers. <laughs> that second uh, article that I sent you, which is hilarious. Yeah. Let's, um, let's cover a little bit more ground on this, on this one. And then we can talk about the pigeon <laughs> the bomber thing crazy. that I reminded you of. Uh, so the, uh, what I'm looking at here in this article is basically it is just kind of a rudimentary little um it's it's a rat go-kart basically it's, it's uh it's a rat, it, but you know strangely it, enough they did find them they actually de-stressed as they learned how to drive which is I mean the I, opposite the effect opposite of, of me human, trying to learn to drive the opposite of human beings I mean for the most part I mean there's a certain amount of freedom that comes with driving but I've also Not for been... the rats. Okay, speaking of a certain amount of freedom for driving, you do realize this car is basically just a plastic jug thing with like a screw top for them to get in and out, and then they screw it down. And the car is like an RC car, so it's basically you're. <laughs> Despite all my rage, I am still just a rat trapped in a in a plastic jug car. <laughs> there is there is I'm, no I'm freedom rat. to be found. Trapped in a plastic jug car that gets treated. Really? Uh, yeah, so... Um, so, j the the whole... it uh, The rats seem to ha exhibit less stress uh, when they examine the droppings of the rats. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's certain hormones that are given... The stress, the blood. stress hormones, and and there was a, a marked decrease in the stress hormones in the, in the rat shit. Um... It's not... So, I got a question. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Like, um, why? I, I think the general idea is it was part of a study. Um, and it bears... It, it says here, okay, so... According to Professor Kelly Lambert at the University of Richmond, Virginia, the study bears a lot of resemblance for the way that human minds work as well. It advances her theory regarding well-grounded brain brain which is engaged in authentic interaction with the real world and the social world rather than looking at the Pass! Of... Okay, boomer. <laughs> Just because you don't understand social media doesn't mean that it... 
this this is the same argument people had against writing words in books rather than just having to remember them. Okay, well let's look up. <laughs> okay, well you you're accusing said Kelly of being a boomer. I feel like if she putting rats in jars and forcing them to solve puzzles, what is a more boomer? No, I'm I'm not. This is not an accusation. I am being. I'm being a shit. You know how this how this show goes, right? Yeah. You bring me articles and then I shit on them in a humorous way until we get to the root of the article. <laughs> I mean, she's studying behavioral psychology. You know, and it it does show... I don't know how much it is real world, though. I mean, if you're making the argument for real world, it's a it's a you're rat. teaching them to drive a car that's the that's as car. far away from the real world as you can get. did you get the idea from Stuart little it's <gasps> that was not the real world either no no it wasn't but I mean <laughs> as scientific studies go though they usually start with a mammal and, no, and they kind of usually work their way up I don't it, they have, do usually start with rats, but I isn't mean, it's it becoming... isn't it a new t isn't it a same take as Pavlov though, really? The Pavlov's dog, yeah. yeah. In, in, like you 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 teach uh, an animal you, or a you behavior, and then you reinforce you re it with food. Yeah, and then they'll continue to do that, expecting the same motivation. But it's also we've known for a while that the rodent model does not actually equate one-to-one -to, -one to humans so this is my like what what i'm reading on this is uh the professor's whole thing was i need to come up with a study so that i can keep my cushy job in uh in the um fucking uh college uh study program otherwise i'll have to take my what did you say this was? A uh, psychiatrist study or oh, something? Oh, no, was she's, it? um... Okay, give me just flip on to it. But she's, um... I, do, I can't take my degree into the real world. Okay, I so can't... She was she received her undergraduate degree and uh, majoring in psychology and biology. And her MS and PhD... Uh, M her master's and PhD in the field of biopsychology. The University okay. of... I mean, this this whole thing... Because there, there was no... Because of the way this article's written, this is from Sky News uh, in the UK. Um, the, I mean, we talk a lot about how article writing is kind of... Kind of doesn't actually explain anything. Um, uh, through that, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have a beginning, middle, and an end. It just goes, blah, here's some information. Do with it what you will. Yeah, this article posits uh, scientists taught rats to drive little cars uh, in the University of Richmond. Yeah. So, no explanation of the why. <laughs> okay. Again, this leads back to my first question, which is, why do that? It's... There, it's like, uh, we taught rats to drive little cars, and it's like, why? Well, we thought it would be fucking cute, man. Science isn't, science oh. isn't all numbers. Okay, well, I mean, maybe this will, maybe this will give some context. Uh, she teaches courses in behavioral neuroscience, clinical neuroscience, comparative animal behavior, 
neuroplasticity, psychobiology of stress. So I think she's looking. Yeah, but you can't come into the study of I want to teach a rat to drive a little car. I don't, I don't necessarily think maybe that was not the whole story. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. I but just thought it these was are, funny. <laughs> I, I know it's funny, and that's why we're talking about it. Because what it means to me is they either came in to their uh, thesis program and it's like they either said, I want to see how animals metabolize stress hormone when presented with a puzzle they would have no reason to be familiar with. So let's make them drive cars. Or they said, I want to make rats drive cars and just see how they do. (laughs) (laughs) See if they have the cognitive ability to troubleshoot and problem solve. Right. But, but so from a thesis standpoint, sure let's let's put an animal in a situation they would have no basis to understand whatsoever uh and see how they deal with that's the whole situation mm-hmm. but there's still no one for, like the that doesn't lead me to like okay what's the overall theory though you've brought me a thesis but what's the point <laughs> <laughs> like because at the end of it i feel like somebody's just like remember that scene in Stuart little where he had the hot rod what if that only science reasons <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gonna fucking google why did we teach, teach mice to drive a car and let's just see what we do. Uh, okay, but ah, uh, uh, Okay, this oh, I think this is potentially so. It was done to potentially replace traditional maze tests, more complex driving tasks, when using rat models to study neuropsychiatric conditions. Okay, but again. That feels like you're starting from the answer and working your way back. It sounds like you're starting from, what if we teach rats to drive cars and then came up with a reason? Because, like, this is, again, you don't say, I want, we need a better model than making rats solve pu- solve mazes. You can't, you don't okay. jump to, okay, so what if they drive why, cars? Why, why don't we just read the opening, the opening paragraph? Okay. Three okay. Traitors have taught rats to drive tiny little cars in order to receive treats in a study which could help scientists understand how learning skills affect human mind and stress levels. How about we read? But how about how? <laughs> that, again, it's just it because feels you like don't you... understand the science of it doesn't mean it doesn't have a point or a reason. What? What science? <laughs> the, the thing you said is they drive cars to make them less stressed, but we didn't know that was going to happen. We didn't start from... You know how rats are less stressed when they're, they're driving they're, cars? They're trying to understand how learning skills affect the human mind. Okay. I mean, maybe they should test you instead. <laughs> oh, okay. Whoa, why did, the, why did the gun start pointing at me? No, because <laughs> you're the one that's gone from zero to over the top. Well, it's not over the top. 
I don't know. I'm pretty sure if we tested your stress hormones right now, I think they would be up there. They'd be stressed because I keep I I keep looking for I I beg God for the answer and he just looks down and stares in silence. Why do we teach rats to drive cars? <laughs> Is he? You think he's smiting because we're teaching rats to? Hey, maybe it was never going to be the robot uprising. Maybe it was going to be it's the, the rat, rat uprising. <laughs> I mean, that would not they outnumber us, and they are they have a taste for blood with the bubonic plague. Oh, they they I, know we're easy to kill. They know we're easy to kill, and I mean, really, if either one of them is trapped in a in a trap, they have no problems of going. You know, we like Phil, but you know what? He'd be good. He might be tasty. Yeah. Okay. This is. Did you find an article with a little more description? I'm I'm, tr- I'm trying, but it, it see it starts it starts with the findings and didn't explain how we got there, so, like the the, right. the 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 study, like the the um request for funding paper must have just said we want to teach rats to drive cars for reasons because there's it doesn't it doesn't say what what they were testing for to begin with can, it, it must have just been can rats drive cars it, it's like that simpsons thing with uh lisa doing the whole uh is is my brother dumber than a hamster and then bart showed up is can we teach hamsters to fly planes and it's like that was i think that was more uh, an example of one-upsmanship but yes carry on but i i feel like it's i think it's apt mostly because if that if that was is, is the that, reasoning so, so it's your basic comparison that they're like hey we teach rats to go through mazes well, you know what? I think I'm gonna up the ante on your maze game and teach him to <laughs> teach him to drive cars. And if I'm look <laughs> at the end of it, if that was the impetus of the can we teach rats to drive cars instead of run courses through maze? That way we can see if they can adapt to more complex behavior and cl- complex challenges. Mm-hmm. Then we have a greater understanding overall on how we. Uh, interpret tasks and how different tasks in unfamiliar situations cause more stress and how overcoming that stress develops our brains better then sure but at the end of it yeah the at the end of it regardless this argument of can rats be taught to drive cars i get to say the simpsons did it first well, I mean, if you want to go by, I guess not even rats, but I guess we could go by like the pigeon. I mean, although not. Okay. A, yes. Not Tell a, me about the pigeon thing. <laughs> okay. So basically they, they, it, a much, much similar with Pavlov's, you know, you, you reward a behavior. So they had yeah. these, um, they had these targets and they trained the pigeons to peck at the screen, thereby, uh, directing the missiles. Uh, it wasn't very, it wasn't, it, you know, it didn't actually go into full fruition, but they would, they would move it around and reward the pigeon with food every time they were close to the target. If you, I've seen video of it and it's just, it's friggin' hilarious because you see this pigeon like pecking at a screen at a certain spot, getting rewarded, it, you know, feverishly does it. So I guess the answer on whether other mammals could navigate given food was probably already 
proven with that. Are you reading on it the pigeon thing? I am, and it's kind of and it's kind of hilarious to see the videos. Like <laughs> you're just like you're packing your way to your death, but you don't care because you're getting fed. Okay, because that's what I thought it was when you first sent this to me. This is basically we're going to strap a comical stick of dynamite to this pigeon and they're going to dive bomb people and it's going to explode the pigeon and the people. No, it was actual bombs that they put them in. Okay, but I am I am imagining it in my head that he's got mm. like one of those round bombs with the fuses strapped to yeah, their back. Yeah, and they just light it and it's a really slow fuse. <laughs> yes. like, I'm going to make yeah. my way there. That's how I'm imagining it. But <laughs> no, obviously it's we fed this pigeon uh like four pounds of plastic explosive so off you go bud <laughs> um i i mean i i get it i mean project pigeon as it was called later project orcon for organic control which is just you know the military kept getting these these things across their desk saying project pigeon and they're just like can you make this sound less fucking stupid please <laughs> give it an acronym or something and oh god <laughs> um the military is is rife with acronyms oh no 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 this was oh right no i do remember this it's not strapping a bomb to a pigeon no and no they're go. inside they're, of, yes they're, they're, they're navigating in, it they're inside the the uh yeah they're inside the missile itself and they're acting as the pilots where they're checking yeah. at the, yeah at the uh, screen it's kind of the same idea though as what the mice are doing i mean it is in the sense that it's like they're food uh, motivated they're they're being they're, motivated by a, by a reward of food yeah and i remember that this was uh, this was also meant to be, uh, because pigeons' reaction times were better, that they were also trying to come up with a way to integrate them into, like, the flight deck of, uh, uh, like, bombers and stuff, mm -hmm. so that in case they're, in case they're being, like, chased by, like, there's a dogfight, they got the pigeons at the controls, so basically you have the bird version of Chewbacca. <laughs> without with a with a slightly more pleasant cooing sound <laughs> okay all right listeners uh i know i got very uh animated and very heated uh please tell me if i'm wrong uh with my line of questioning of fucking why do that though because again the every article i come across the the thing is we start with what we've discovered but don't explain how we got to that point and everything i'm reading literally just comes down to we wanted to see a rat drive a car and that's it and if i'm wrong i will admit it i will admit it on the next episode if somebody can tweet me an article explaining how we got to this point but otherwise i have to assume they just wa they wanted to do the Stuart Little scene, and that's it. 
I'm not. I am not apologizing until somebody proves me wrong. Haley. I feel. I feel like tweeting the scientists to see if they actually have a Twitter account, and that would oh be freaking hilarious. That would be. Hilarious. That would be. Just send them this podcast and be like, "You've broken. You've broken, Josh. He, he please broke. explain. <laughs> please. please explain to him because he's losing his mind." Um. Okay. Uh. I'm also in the freaking show notes. I am going to write this down as scientists teach rats to drive cars. Josh asks completely reasonable question as to why, <laughs> um, which I still think is reasonable. Um, can we move on to this this one here? Because then maybe you'll get animated and I won't seem like the craziest person on this show. Um. Okay, let's move on to yours. Give me a sec. I'm just going to pull yours up again. Yeah, uh, I'll go. I'll, I'll start talking. Okay. Uh, the uh, according to CNN World, uh, production of a Brexit coin stopped as uncertainty looms. Uh, now, before we get too far into this, it is not a new currency. That's not what they're talking about. They are talking about commemorative Brexit coins. Yeah. Because well, the thirty first is is uh, soon encroaching on. Uh, yeah, uh, as of this recording, the 31st is two days away. Uh, today is the 29th. Uh, this episode's probably going to be up on Sunday. That'll be the, what, uh, third? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sunday will be the third, yeah. So that's probably when you're going to be hearing this if you're listening to it the day it comes out. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Brexit date uh, has been set. It's a hard, firm date. Uh, October 31st, 2019 was the day the UK is due to leave the European Union. Um, we've talked about this since the beginning of this podcast. I think they announced the Brexit thing when we were like 20 episodes in and that's when we started talking about it. Um, but, uh, first of all, I can't imagine a lot of people would want a commemorative coin of brexit uh i uh so brexit in our household is, is a very 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 sore subject with the irishman yeah. like we're talking rants like you wouldn't believe it i think particularly as it affects well his divided country yeah uh or, um, or the open and free border so i <laughs> yeah, it 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 would it's going to be bad for Ireland if, if Brexit actually happens. But um so uh this is all happening amid the uncertainty over the departure uh cuz every time uh they take the plans to leave the EU, uh they put a vote they, on they, it they, and they not a single yeah. one has passed. Yeah, because it, it gets stopped, which Yeah, cuz people don't fucking want to leave. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm fairly, fairly confident with that as well. Is yeah. is leaving is actually a really stupid idea. And it was all because of racism. See, racism ruins everything. Uh, so earlier this month, uh, designs were approved for a series of fifty pence. Uh, that translates to sixty-four cents. I'm guessing that's in U.S. So like fifty cents Canadian. Uh, or maybe a buck Canadian, something like mm, somewhere around a buck. Uh, 
to be made in gold, silver, and cupro nickel. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, to mark the UK's exit from the European Union. Uh, blah, blah, blah. This, uh, the coins were designed to bear the inscription, Peace, Prosperity, and Friendship with All Nations. Alongside the date of October 31st, 2019. They're already fucking minting these coins. That's the funny part. <laughs> You'd think that they would wait until they actually... I know they want to strike while the iron's hot, but wait until it actually happens, guys. You I, can't... And even, all of these agreements or whatever that they're trying to work on, I just... They, they're not going to leave. Yeah. Uh, well, they gave, oh them a two, what, they gave them a two-month extension, right? Well, they gave him a two-month extension, and then uh, Boris Johnson was all like, uh, if, if we don't get uh, a good agreement for it... I don't know what he sounds like, uh, but it's like, if we don't get he an agreement... Like a, he looks like a... He looks like a twat. Um, if, uh, if they didn't get uh, an agreement that they all, in, like, uh, they all agreed on, then they would just do a hard Brexit... Do the leave the EU without any agreement whatsoever, which would kill a bunch of people, especially you know people with health uh, concerns or just like lower income households, those sort of things. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, the British newspaper, the Telegraph. I'm not sure about uh, the Telegraph's legitimacy. Oh no, the Telegraph's uh, le legitimate. Is it okay? Yeah. Uh, reported that three million coins bearing the date would be minted at the end of October, with a further seven million. Uh, to be created in the first year. Um, they, uh, the business, business minister on Saturday denied having hundreds of thousands of coins minted was foolish. Um, yeah, they're, they're doubling down hard on this. Uh, quote, I don't think it looks foolish. I think it was very sincere aim of the British government to leave on the 31st of October. Um, I mean... This minted by uh, this this minted by like a government body, they know bureaucracy grinds slow, right? They like they they can they they've had four extensions at this point for the the Brexit, and they didn't think, hey, this might not actually happen. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I, I, I mean, I mean, I, I'm kind of hoping it doesn't happen. Honestly, like. No, I'm hoping it doesn't happen either. Um. I, I, I just feel like the. But regardless, I think it would still be like a weirdish collectible item. Remember that time. I, yes, I mean, if I if I collected coins. And then the Brexit never happened. I would go fucking hard to go get one of those coins before they got melted down as uh, an attempt to save face. Because if I got one coin and like only 500 survived and everything else got, gets recalled, shit, son, that would be a collector's item. It would be it would be worth more than 50p. I'll tell you that. It's probably worth more than most Beanie Babies, I would say. I don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fairly competitive market there. Uh, is it, though? <laughs> it kind of was a big deal for a very, very, very... I, I would, ass I I would mean, assume you could type in Beanie Baby collectibles and 
still come up with some crazy amounts of see the thing is knowing now what i like if i knew then what i knew now i would have rolled up and but i mean doesn't really matter anymore but like you roll up buy all that stuff and you fucking turn those as soon as you get them because collector's items there is some very very specific things that end up actually being collectible you know actually having a value mm, true I, I i think you're fairly safe with star wars items um uh i mean i guess but the only the ones that are like the original run of star wars toys are the only ones that are really valuable at this point like i think the most expensive thing was the Endor, the Ewok Village playset, like the original one. Yeah, that's the most expensive item that I've ever seen. But I can't imagine when like, I was any a the kid, the things. Ewoks were literally my favorite. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> if it is uh, the Ewok thing, is like it, depending on how old you were when you saw it, that's whether or not where you fall on Ewoks. You know, like. Uh, when did, when did, um, Phantom Menace come out? Because I was 13 or 14, maybe. Yeah, because I, I was at that, I was at the exact point between where I would enjoy Jar Jar Binks and where I would hate Jar Jar Binks, right? So I fell exactly in the middle where I had no hard opinion on Jar Jar Binks whatsoever. Uh, 1999. Oh, Jesus Christ, that long ago. Ugh. Okay. I, 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 I was 19. Okay. I, yeah. Uh, I, fuck, I was 11? Holy shit. Um, th that you, was 20 you... years ago. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I know. happy happy birthday fucking Phantom Menace, I guess. Um <laughs> How did like, we miss this thing? Uh, oh yeah, I wonder why nobody talked about the twentieth anniversary of Phantom Menace. I wonder how that missed the collective consciousness. Um I don't know. Oh, because uh, you know what? It was around June's wedding. Oh, okay. So we just weren't paying attention at all then. We, we were wedding, <laughs> wedding. I, I, I guess I was. Yeah. I had hair appointments. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it also came out in. Maybe it's still upcoming. It, it, I think it came out in Christmas time. What is the? What did it say? Did it give a date? Yeah, May nineteenth. Oh shit. Okay, then yeah, because I didn't hear anything about it. Canada, uh, yeah. Star Wars release date: Phantom Menace, Episode One. May 19th, 1999. Initial DVD release, March 22nd, 2000. That was a DVD release? Jesus, they've sat on that one for a while. Well, um, but think about it. Oh, the, oh, DVD versus VHS. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, how the fuck did, did <laughs> nobody talk about the 20th anniversary of Phantom Menace? Uh, I don't, but again. Because that would have been this year. That would have been this year, right around the time that you got. I know, but, like, just because somebody has a wedding doesn't mean you stop going on the internet. Like, you, it, there was no I, post on Facebook. There was no post on Twitter. There was... Actually, I'm shocked because I do have someone on Facebook that is, like, a 
ridiculous Star Wars fan. Like, yeah. Reduke. Like, every, every, his life. Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm shocked. I am. That, like, I, I, you would think that people wouldn't shut the fuck up. Like, I imagine there would have been posts being like, hey, today is the 20th anniversary, 20th year anniversary of Phantom Menace, so go out and watch Empire Strikes Back, right? Or something like like that, right? Something snide and, and smarmy and, like, sideswipey at the whole thing. But I don't even remember seeing that. No, I Maybe we're just... Maybe, I must, are we that disconnected? Uh, could be, or maybe I'd muted all of the annoying people that would say shit like that. Potentially. Yeah. But I mean, I follow a bunch of big old Star Wars nerds on, like, Twitter and stuff. Yeah, it's so weird. Okay, that's a shock. Uh, what was the point? Um, I think oh, collect- collectibles. We, were on, yeah. we started on a rant, and then I'm like, well, I don't know, some Star Wars things are fairly clever. Yeah. I mean, um, I took my Ray out of the box because I thought she was so awesome. So, yeah, but I, I like I, that's the thing. It's like anything made right now in this moment is over, like mass, mass produced. Where it's it, it's never going to reach that point where it's going to be a genuine collectible because everyone and their dog has has one at this point. You know, maybe some things are get... just mass. mass- no, I mean, well, this is why, like, uh, those production errors are, like, hot ticket items. Because, like, there was that Samus Amiibo that had the two-gun arms as a thing, and it sold for, like, 2000 bucks or something like that. Some crazy amount. Really? It, yeah, it's because these items are so widely produced and so widely available that it's, like, the only way to know that you've got like a hot commodity is to get something genuinely unique true true i mean yeah because there's always there's anything that is like oh the first whatever copies of whatever were printed the wrong way like and that the same thing yeah. with like music album you know what i mean like oh it's produced in the wrong way you know first how many copies had this version of whatever it's the same reason that first edition books are always going to be more valuable than every edition that comes after. It's just because it's super limited, it's super rare. We know that this first edition is uh, a super limited quality, or quantity rather, because we know exactly how many were produced and just over the course of time, wear and tear, people didn't know that uh the book was going to be as like harry potter right the first edition harry potters are probably crazy valuable oh yeah just because it's like we had no idea how big of a phenomenon it was going to be we did a short printing of the book it's you know printed from a completely different printing group a different publishing group all that stuff no idea how how big of a thing it was going to be those are probably fucking big ticket items yeah. But there's there like the only way that something ends up with a value like that is people not knowing what it will be in the future, right? That's that was the comic book the comic book bubble burst. Like those uh the comics that the hollow covers and like the black like glow in the dark covers and like all these vari- variation co- covers and stuff. Those 
started as a way to capitalize on collectors because they're like, you know, uh, Amazing Fantasy 15 is like a million dollars right now. Let's just, let's manufacture collector's items and then you overproduce them. Everybody ends up having them. Everybody ends up saving them and keeping them safe and protected. They have no value because there's so many of them. And the point is, if Brexit doesn't happen, on that date that's printed on their stupid collectible, their stupid so what, coin... So what you're saying is we should pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's get a pre-order in right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, or just break into wherever they're making. Whatever. I mean, if we're going to break into a uh minting like a, a a money minting place i think we should probably get something different like maybe the money the bank yeah the well i was gonna say the banknote plates because that would be way more valuable than a handful of stupid shitty coins i don't know my hand's not really deep in black market but we could try I mean, uh, like, hold on secu- let's security on that little bit tight so oh you're saying that it's going to be easier to break into the shitty brexit coin room than it would be to the other printing room (laughs) okay that's what i'm going with i'm thinking Uh, they're like somebody's breaking in hmm maybe we should protect the no plate versus the shitty ass brexit plate or the shitty ass oh yeah no we we break in and the security comes in with the gun guns drawn and they're they're looking and we're just like shoveling these dumb coins into a bag and it's like these are the brexit coins you guys don't actually want these right and they're like ah yeah fine just keep in keep you have to fuck you have to fucking go like they're not even gonna they're not gonna notice that like two sackfuls are gone they've printed all of these coins that nobody wants <laughs> Uh, or or they sit there, the security guards are sitting there watching the video, like, are they dealing Brexit coins? They're yeah. selling the Brexit coins? They're, so there's plating for money and minted coins, and they're, all right, then. Yeah. I, I don't even know, but, you know, put their coffee down and get up for that. Are they, what are they stealing? The Brexit coins. They're like, fifth, they're, they're 50p coins, and they're probably not, like, that's the thing that this this article didn't specify. Are they actual money, or are they, are they exclusively the, the uh, commemorative coin? Because they're commemorative coins, right? So they're not actually worth money, right? They're, yeah. Because why else would they print three in three different metals? They're they have no value. <laughs> they literally have no value. Oh my god! Okay. Oh. It's playing it's playing an ad up here. It's still playing an ad. Okay. Oh, yep. oh, it's still going. Every time I go to open it, it's just like I'm okay. CNN's like, I'm playing this, it's happening. God, you gotta get some better uh uh anti ad software. Uh yeah, it's yeah, because they're they're to be made in gold, silver, and pro nickel. They literally they are commemorative coins. They are literally the ones you buy at a post office that are in those, like, plastic cases. They're literally just collector's items. They're... They're worth less than face value! Okay. <laughs> I'm... I, I'm worked up. I mean, that is... 
the best commemorative thing for Brexit. This is this is our commemorative coin for Brexit that's probably not happening on the day we've printed on it, and it's literally not worth anything. We've did it. We've reached peak comedy. <laughs> they, they've done something so so. So what you're uh, saying? We've, we've reached idiocracy. We've reached idiocracy. They've done some something so oblivious that it is too self-aware. It's they have. Or maybe the other way around. They've done something so self-aware, they're oblivious to how inaccurate it is. I don't know where we go from here as a comedy podcast or a society. Haley, tell me about something you want people to check out this this week. Oh, uh, okay. So I've been... A um, couple things I've been watching. Um, yes. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner is like... It's a show about food, basically. Uh, the opening, uh, it's got different cities and, and whatnot. Um, so I've managed to watch uh, the first two episodes. The first one is Seth Rogen in Vancouver. Okay. Um, it's, uh, and it's, so the, basically the host of it is, is a chef called David Chang. Hmm. Um, it's kind of funny and hilarious. At least the, the ones that I have watched so far with Seth Rogen and Chrissy Teigen. I think hmm. the one with Chrissy Teigen um, is in, where is it? It's I think it's in Morocco. Um, but okay. it's, so it's, oh, Marrakesh, sorry. It's in Marrakesh. And uh, Seth Rogen is the one, uh, obviously, in Vancouver, because that's where he's from. Um, he still goes to the same places, shockingly enough, um, that he did when he was a kid in Vancouver. And so it's kind of just like a brief description city or whatever um i'm not sure the other people that are actually in there's uh one in cambodia and uh do you think hold on what? do you think seth rogan rolls up to like the old restaurants he used to go to and it's like hey bud the usual and they're just like we don't know who the fuck you are well you okay so there was one like just touring around because some of them he asked some friends he's like hey where's the go-to dim sum place you know oh, one of his friends okay, responded gotcha. to him and said okay go to this one but there was one, it was a donut place. I think it's called Lee's Donuts. He's like, you don't know this. and You don't recognize, well, you recognize me now, but you did I've been coming here since high school. <laughs> like, to the same place. Like, he's like, I'm literally chasing the dragon on every other donut place I go to to try to meet the level of these donuts. And the chef basically, I just, I haven't thought about this. Jelly donut is like, the perfect food he's like this is literally the best thing i've ever tasted and he's like do you have a meal like that um like the the one because like uh uh my friend uh enzo of enzo comics and of button mash he has this thing where he orders calamari everywhere he goes because he's trying to find like the best calamari what am i doing why haven't i reached out to enzo i'm in vancouver <laughs> oh that's right oh you should <laughs> Um, well, it means you have to go on Twitter to to track him down. It's like, hey, you remember me? We're friends with uh, remember, friends with Scud. Yeah. Do you remember that time we, we did that D and D? We did D and D once, and then you went and did your own D and D thing with a different group. Um, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have like one particular item that I order, but I mean, in Vancouver, I do have a couple of like seriously favorite places. Yeah. Um, one of them is the Flying Beaver. 
Um, <laughs> I know, pun intended. But also yeah. because you can go there and have a few drinks and they'll drive you home in Richmond, anywhere you are. Oh. Yeah. That's handy. How do you get your car? Well, I mean, if it were me, I would... In the general vicinity, so I'd be able to make my way oh. back to the car the next day. Oh, okay. Um, so the Flying Beavers one, they have these crazy coffee, like, alcoholic drinks that are just magical. And just, like, anything I try there is great. Uh, there's a place on Davies Street that is a Japanese place, but they have, like, this amazing ramen. Oh, God, we've had so many good ramens. What's your favorite ramen? Because I, I like that, like, really thick, the beef bone broth uh, with, like, the really thick, cloudy, like a nice layer of the grease on top or is it the, like the are you having ones soup? like uh, typically i have to stay with ones that are like a miso soup because of my fish allergy so, oh right um so i get terribly sick and sometimes even after i get terribly sick i love ramen so i go back <laughs> for more and then get sick again the next week on the same ramen um but that's just my me not being able to let go of uh, my love of ramen yeah, it's it's you. It's hard to let go of uh, literally the perfect type of soup. Well, I mean, I I do I do like me a a good um, a good udon as well. Um, but uh, so sumo on Davy Street. I am actually going there on Friday with the other girl that. Uh, oh, sumo is great. Have you been to sumo? Sumo on Davy? Hell yeah! The the fucking. The, that, the sushi that is, that is my go-to place. Is this literally the fish melts. It is the and they the portions are crazy. It's like I just live... a huge chunk of salmon on a huge slab of rice. Sumo on Davy is uh, the one. Uh, yeah, you go to. I, I found it um, <laughs> when I was uh, I had to come out to Vancouver for Mac for a medical procedure, and I literally lived off that soup for days because it was just so much of it. It's super good. So yeah. I lived. I kept just you know pouring it in a little saucepan, warming it back up, and be like, okay, I'm gonna have some more now. So, so Sumo and Davy is where I'm going on Friday. I'm taking the girl that moved from Calgary, and I'm like, okay, I have like literally my favorite place here that we are going to go to. And she's like, oh, where is it? And I said, oh, Davy Street. She goes, I love Davy Street. Like this is why I took this job out here is because it's always been a dream of mine to live in Vancouver. And she goes, and I love that area. And I'm like, well, we'll never be able to afford to live in that area. No, you can't. You can't live on Davy Street. Or in the, <laughs> even in the general area. Oh, it just No, no, no. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, let's go. This is like Barnum, my favorite restaurant. And on that same street, there's a little Mexican taco place. Mm. And it, it's very simplistic tacos, but actual authentic tacos like street tacos in Mexico are very simple. You know, okay, it, well, all I'm hearing is that when we come visit, we're going to go eat our way across Davy Street. Basically. Um, <laughs> yeah. I So, yeah, so that's, hey, maybe I can get Enzo with that. Just yeah, hey, come, 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 come get sushi with us. We'll go, we're going to Sumo. Um, uh, or okay, so, like when we come up, we're, I'll, I'm going to invite him out anyways. You should come too. <laughs> um, so... So breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's actually quite hilarious. I find the one with Seth Rogen quite hilarious because he has, he just has these like one little catch-alls or, or little zingers and he, he just comes off the top of his head. As much as he comes off as a complete goofball, you could actually see there's a lot of 
brain power. You know what I mean? A lot of genius going on in there. Yeah, he, he he's working. He's working his brain overtime, but maybe that's just to get through the weed fog. Oh, it's so funny because there's this one part where they're um, where he's he's actually smoking it with with the shelf, and he's like, "Okay, only one for you." And then the you know the guy goes takes. He's like, "Nope, you're cut off. That's enough." You know what I mean? He's like too strong yeah. for you, basically. Um, he's actually the voice on Transit, I believe, in uh, in Vancouver. Seth Rogen. Yeah, uh, they oh, they had someone other actor that they had set up for it, but then there was some uh, some controversy with sexual assault or something. So oh, they're all like, they then they were like, oh, Seth Rogen, who's who's someone that wouldn't have someone like that because they wouldn't be able to put those thoughts together to come up with that plan. Ah, well, let's hope so, but I mean, I, 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 I am, I am suspicious down. that yeah, we're it's we're in the position of suspicious. I, I'm like, I'm going to appreciate your work. Please don't disappoint me, sir, because it, it's always a sir. It's it's <laughs> it's always a sir. It's always a sir. Uh, so that's been really good. I've been um. Watching the show Jailbirds on um on Netflix, kind of like documentary style of Oh, of Lady Jails, yeah. Well, it's actually lady ladies and men, but just oh. kind of like the intricacies of well, I mean it's also telling their personal stories, you know, like, hey, you know, what equaled up to you know, what led up yeah. to this. And usually it's a cycle of poverty. Um It's systemic. Systemic a psych yeah, psychological damage. And and whatnot. Um, that's been pretty good. Um, and I've been playing Helene Three as my story through yeah. because it's fun and it's and it <laughs> and I and I I'm going to be buying Gears of War Five, but I I've been kind of enjoying kind of like the more relaxed, choose your own adventure story. The chill ass, yeah. The chill ass thing, and really, I my one of like my favorite reading experience as a young child was Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh. There really isn't enough of that, and I love like flipping back. Be like, hmm, I didn't like that ending. Oh, you cheated! You're like flip back to the last page. Well, to no, make sure no, I no. I, I would, I would write it through, but then I would like, okay, clearly I made a bad decision at this intersection, so I'm gonna. But that's the beauty of it, right? Like I the beauty so. of the the games are like you can be like, okay, I'm I'm gonna make a different, you know, my decision tree is changing. Uh, uh, how many saves do you have on like a telltale game uh like did you ever play any of the telltale games not a bunch no oh, okay all right because i just imagine you having like a ton of saves being <laughs> just like all right in case i fuck up let's keep going oh yeah totally there that would that would be me be like mm, that path those decisions I wish life could be like that. You could pause, be yeah. like, mm, "Those decisions weren't so great." That's the great. That's what did we what learn? We, that's what we want. Like, that's the best superpower is to get save stations. Like, I would just, I would love a save a save station. Um. Anyways, but multiple save save slots. I don't want none of this bullshit. I want to be able to jump back to the prime of my life when I'm. Every time you get a hey, every time you get a oh, do you have iPhones? I'm assuming, yeah, I think you do. Yeah. Uh, every time you get an iPhone, you could choose you know what version of your save you want. And I oh, lost yeah, a bunch yeah. of numbers when I when I broke my phone at Jude's wedding. So I, when I got a new phone again, 
I was like, oh, wait, I lost everybody's numbers on that one. I'm going to go back to that one. Uh, or you just let them go and then you'll never have to look back. You're like, you know what? This is this is me time. I, this is self-care. Me not not saving any numbers. Uh, well, I mean, it, it came right around the time I changed my phone number too to a BC oh, okay. number. So I was like, oh well, then you, yeah, I guess you don't have that luxury because people people can't people, reach you otherwise. People literally are like, what did Haley message me her new number? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what do you what are you doing? What do you oh, recommend? Uh, oh, um. The first couple books of uh, the series Way of the House Husband has come out in print. Uh, Camilla bought me the first issue. It is one of the best mangas, uh, I think, currently out there. It is uh, the story of a former Yakuza who left the gang, uh, got married, and now lives as a house husband for his professional wife. And it is fucking hysterical Haley. you have to uh track down a copy it i i think you would really enjoy it i it's think very funny. I, I think i'm quite in the position to be able to do that let's see i'm gonna do a quick search because Just, I'm, in, I'm in vancouver so my yeah you go to like one of those trendy ass uh comic stores there's one on uh on granville i think uh, i i there they're they're quite potential. The potential for it is great. Um, I could do that probably on Friday on my day off after I have my appointment. Uh, to get a special pass, I could make my way either before and or around the sumo. I just texted you the uh the title of the book so that you have no excuse to not look for it. Oh, I actually <laughs> I just pulled it up the way of the house. Oh, you did yep. find it. Yep. Okay. I just put house husband manga, and uh, <laughs> you'd be okay. surprised how quickly that came up. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't because it's uh, it was uh, super hot online when uh, it was first. Oh no! It's the first uh, thing that came up. The way of the house. Yeah. 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 That's it. Uh, anyways, let's finish up here. If you want to find us on the internet, Haley is on Twitter at Haley M Garner and the worst twenty five. And you can, uh, she handles the uh, Everything is the Worst Facebook page. Just search for Everything is the Worst on Facebook and you'll find it there. Uh, you can find me at all the places I usually say, but ultimately just go to scudsworth.com. All the links to my stuff is on that website. Uh, also, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash T-E-H-S-C-U-D. Uh, kick us a dollar if you can and give us a rating and review and that is all i'm gonna say today unless did i forget anything um i don't think you know what we our last two episodes have just been two hands that's pretty wild no uh oh no june did the last one that's right yeah because we we did it in two parts but i mean we might i i don't know if we're gonna get an episode out next week actually i should say that i don't know if there's going to be an episode next week uh due to my schedule uh personal and uh otherwise i just might not have a chance so we might not end up recording so next episode from this one uh we usually put them out on tuesdays this one's going to be out on the fifth uh so there might not be one otherwise it'll go up on the 12th but maybe not until the 19th we'll have to wait and see um, unfortunately that's kind of the position i'm in right now uh okay. but 
uh we apologize and we appreciate you listening and keeping us in your podcatcher feed and everything uh rate and review i said that already okay yes carry on you saw something oh i saw something okay we got to go because Haley's bursting at the seams to tell me what she saw. Yeah. Uh, so if you listen, thanks for listening. If you didn't listen, thanks for nothing. Allow us to play you It's Josh and Kamala, and we want to invite you to listen to our podcast, What We're Into. <laughs> uh, it's a date night podcast uh, where two 30-year-olds uh, talk about things they like because we have, like, no free time, so, like, we don't really get to talk to each other or anything, so uh, we take the time to sit down and... Uh, talk about the fun things that we like to watch and listen to and read. Uh, so you can check out our podcast every Tuesday, and maybe you'll hear us talk about things like Pokemon and Stardew Valley, or Star Trek, or any other anime or manga series, and just a bunch of nerd shit, basically. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so go to scudsworth.com. You can find it there, or find us on. Uh, iTunes and other yeah it's not your first day on the internet just go just type in what we're into you'll find it I, I believe in you I believe in you too we love you love you bye, bye. <laughs>